Jeff Salzman here, and welcome to the Bite Size Evolver, excerpts from my podcasts. Here's four minutes on moral development. Basically, moral development is about extending the circle of who you think is worthy of moral consideration. All right. So we start out being egocentric. So me and maybe mommy and daddy, you know, my immediate, especially me, is deserving of whatever I can get. Then I become, you know, clan centric and include more people. I become ethnocentric and include a bigger number of people. And this is where actually a lot of people stop in this world is that they only think that people in their own tribe or their own nation maybe is worthy of moral consideration in the same way they are which is why we hear about the number of Americans who died in Iraq, but almost never hear about the number of Iraqis who died in Iraq. There's, you know, certain centers of gravity uh, around that. And as we move forward, we have eventually, as we move into green, we have a world-centric consciousness where everybody is included. Every, every human being is included. And then there's actually a stage beyond that. Uh, and it starts coming in at green. Uh, where there, and of course, there are people who are, have always spiked into this moral territory in this one line of development. It may be center of gravity, you know, orange or modern or so forth. But they begin to see that animals, too, have a sentience and that they are also inside the circle of creatures and beings that are worthy of moral consideration. And that's one of the things that is absolutely happening. It's just a natural um, function of of development as we first of all again moral development is about learning things we learn about animals feeling pain and we learn about the emotional systems of animals and we have pets and we realize oh my goodness there's a being in there there's somebody who sees me and i can see and who loves me and there's a second person there's a actual we space that i could have with another animal and then it becomes untenable to uh, accommodate these, you know, meat factories, these huge confinements where these animals are treated as units of production. You know, they're, they're widgets in a system of eggs or milk or meat in a way that doesn't take their interiors into account. And that's no longer acceptable. Now, you know, you can go a couple ways there. One is to become vegetarian. It just actually becomes, it's, it's like, Trying to, if somebody would offer you a piece of, you know, if, if Hannibal Lecter offered you a piece of delicious human liver, you know, with uh, fava beans and a nice Chianti, you literally, you, if you, you wouldn't put it in your mouth. And if he tricked you and you, you'd throw up, I mean, it's just no, it's untenable at that point. And that's not uh, an, that's not a decision, actually. That's a um, that's an expansion of the heart. And it is inevitable. And I think one of the things that we will look back on as human beings in maybe it's 100 years or I think certainly in two or 300 years, the idea of raising animals for uh, meat will be seen as really? It'll be abhorrent because, you know, we'll have other ways of, you know, getting meat, protein, whatever, artificially. They're working on that now, these artificial hamburgers that, you know, and so forth. Uh, I think that's where we're headed. I'm not sure that there is, as I mentioned, the one way to go is vegetarian. The other way to go is um, eat what you kill. <laughs> so if you could kill it, you could eat it. 
uh, because, you know, the world is set up. God set it up so that life feeds on life and animals feed on animals. And uh, as, as long as the animal is treated with some dignity and respect, that they're, it's certainly morally better to do that than to support the agribusiness, you know, meat factories that um, are, you know, so uh, distressing to people at a certain level of development. <laughs> 